Hello, and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast, a podcast about the backpacking experience. I'm Justin Castle, calling in from New York, New York. And I'm Mike Margulies, calling in today from Krabi, Thailand, and our guest is Jay Russell Mickelson. He's calling in from Berkeley, California. What's up, Jay? Hi. Hello. And so Jay, Jay actually uh, runs his own uh, travel-themed podcast called Yeah, Let's Go There, and basically... Um, Jay talks to other travelers, gets their stories. Um, we were just before this show uh, exchanging stories of our own. It sounds like you've got a fair amount of your own travel stories too, Jay. Uh, backpacking yeah. around the world for like the past year. Is that what inspired yeah. your your podcast? Yeah, let's go there. dot com. Yes, yes. Uh, I wanted to be- start a podcast, a storytelling podcast, before I left. And once I started traveling, it was like, oh. Yeah, I'll make a traveling storytelling podcast. <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> it just yeah, was it w- like obvious. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do a travel show. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like when you're backpacking, kind of there's so much shit that's happening all the time, yeah. and every single person that you meet has so many ridiculous stories. Yeah. So it's sort of like you know, and you find yourself just sitting around wanting to hear people's stories, anyways. You know, like yeah, that's exactly. half yeah. the fun. Is you at night, you know, during the day, you go out and make your own stories, and then at night, you sit around with other people at the hostel and and drink and talk and share stories. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. The problem, the problem, actually, for me is sort of like I feel like I have too many stories now. You know, like <laughs> uh, I, I can't even possibly communicate to like people at home all these people like everything that's going on in my life now because just <laughs> too dense of ex- too much dense experience happens you I, know i have never once heard that you are the first <laughs> no? to ever say that yeah the <laughs> you that i've heard do you feel that way <laughs> at all like never i don't know do you guys i don't do you, justin i, I, I I'm not, I've not gone traveling like Michael, but Michael's, he's tried to explain to me all the different stories and he's like, man, I can't tell you what, what happened. I basically, he said every day is like, a, like, uh, the craziest day of your life every single right. day. And he's like, I can't explain <laughs> to it to you, man. It's almost like a week passes in a day, every day. Yeah. 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 You know, I was trying to explain, I was trying to tell a story or I'm, and I'm still working on this story. Uh, because I write stories as well. My own, my own stories I write for the podcast, I get other people to share. Um, um, right. Wait, are these <laughs> fiction or are true stories? No, true stories. Always true stories. Uh, oh, so you have someone else tell them like their, their, their stories instead of your own? No, other people tell their own stories. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. I, I, mis- uh, I misunderstood you there. I thought you were saying yeah. like you write down a story and then you have someone else tell it. I thought you said that too. I thought you said too. that too. It actually, yeah, that could work, right? I, I, I like that idea. <laughs> Go ahead. Try whoever, it, man. You, whoever starts that one first gets, gets for claim to it, right? Well, who, who would possibly ever know? Right, yeah. like I could bring someone on, have them tell a story that's mine, and then you could yeah. also do it. No one would ever know. It makes it anonymous, right? That exactly. would that <laughs> would be really interesting, actually. You just get a random person that you meet to 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 t- reenact a story for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey, I wrote this story. Read it. Read it. Read it. Ready? <laughs> read Go. it out loud into this microphone. <laughs> there, you know, there's a thing like that um, in Houston. They had this adult story time night where people would submit stories and then other 
folks in the area re- would read other people's stories, and it was known that it wasn't their own, but uh, it was kind of a fun That's event. Awesome. It did work because people. It was kind of like yeah. people giving a dramatic reading of someone else's story. Oh, uh, yeah. So it does kind of work. Were they actors <laughs> or actresses? I always or hate it just... when people read their own stories. Now you can tell your own story, and it's great. But if you're gonna, if you're like a writer and you want to read your own story, that sucks. Like your skill is writing. Right. Let someone right. else who's good at reading aloud <laughs> read your story. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Well, if, if if you're telling a story, also, it's I don't know if it's too scripted. It's yeah. I always, whenever I'm telling some of my favorite stories, right? Um, I've told enough times that I almost get bored of telling them because I know, I know, I know the exact way I deliver some of the parts of the story. Um, mm. And so I get eventually I get tired of telling them. It's I guess it's like kind of if you're a stand-up comedian too, right? You know, you yeah. eventually are telling the same bit. Maybe over time you adjust it. But sometimes right. the things that work though, you want to keep those. And so yeah. I get tired of telling my right. punchlines, like my stories. <laughs> like for yeah, example, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I so like if you're telling a story, you know, I, I've seen people. You guys have probably all seen this too. So some guy, you're at at a dinner and somebody's like, I got to tell you this story. And then somebody has a side comment in the middle of the story and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, 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 wait. Listen to this. Listen to this. Because you ruined the, the punchline that they've told 20 times. Right. <laughs> totally. You dick. This stuff drives me crazy. And that's, that's why I do my show because then I get to edit that stuff out. Uh, yeah. So you get the best, yeah. the, the best version of the story. Yeah, yeah. So my but what my if you edit out is... the part that they like, like that person <laughs> thought that that part that was the the gold, then you you were like, ah, oh, that part. You became that guy, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Tur- turns out they were wrong. I decided. Right. Oh. oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that part was not gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that's like my whole show. Is my show is heavily edited storytelling. Yeah. I let people mm. tell their own stories, but we record. I'll record people for like. 45 you know to 90 minutes right and then i'll cut it down to a 10 right. to 20 minute story uh, where our show is like the exact opposite <laughs> <laughs> we, we make it longer we, we just we, shoot we, the we, shit and uh yeah i guess we try to capture the conversational element of yeah. of stuff but yeah we're kind yeah. of like the exact opposite it's just a storytelling <laughs> in its raw form what and a conversation <laughs> what you see what you see yeah. is what you get man if we yeah. talk about I one time both one time we talked yeah, about... Yeah, exactly. I think you're right, man. There's something whatever. for both versions, I'd say. So you totally. can get like a, a very edited down, like, hey, the concise here is the, the, the juice and gold of a story. But mm-hmm, And then yeah. versus here where we can just say, hey, also, another version of uh, listening to a conversation, hearing a story, is just like, hey, here's some people shooting the shit that are different experiences, different perspectives. J- so, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. there's dumb gold in all of it. And, <laughs> and yeah, and Jay Russell, I, I listened to um, the one, uh, I think it's episode 11, where TJ didn't go, he didn't <laughs> want to go to karaoke and he wound up going on this crazy adventure. Is that that one? Yes, yes. Uh, pa, K pa. Yeah. And there yeah. was all this crazy crap that went down and he was. You know, take wound up taking care of some girl and. Is this the one where like they, it, he was they were trying to get him to force him to do ketamine or something? Yes, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Oh that's my god! The... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he's he... in like China and he ends up in some party. Yep. Yeah. He thinks and he's he, going he... to a home party, a home pa, which is what oh they call god. a house party. Right. And he ends up at a kpa, a ketamine den. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it's yeah. it was ridiculous. Like, yeah, I, well, I guess I don't want to ruin too much of the story. I, uh, 
for folks okay. who want to go li- tune into it. But if you want to hear a story about uh, a dude getting lost in a ketamine party yeah. he didn't want to be at in China, that's uh, what episode's that for you? <laughs> episode eleven, I think. Episode eleven. I, I think so. I okay. Think so I don't. It's a good story. Yeah, I, I listened yeah. to that one as well. <laughs> that was that was good, and I. I, here's one thing that I wish that we had. So you get to, with the editing, you get to add like a dramatic pause. Like, Mike, yeah. I wish we could have a dramatic pause in our conversations just for like five <laughs> seconds. We can do that. <laughs> ready, right, dramatic yeah, pause. Dra- dramatic pause. Ready? ready? Dramatic pause, dramatic pause right now for five <gasps> seconds. Go. It's so long. Wow. It's so long. I, I, that 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 felt pretty tense. Oh, I, I, oh, I got chills. I started to sweat. I seriously started sweating. <laughs> but yeah, that was episode eleven. That was uh, that was crazy. Uh, I mean, I have, there are a lot of crazy stories on my show. And I love it. What? Some of them are funny, and some of them are insane, and some of them are dramatic, and some of them are terrible. Yeah. So you capture kind of a range of uh, emotions and experiences. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We have stories I, about uh, uh, one of my favorite stories is a guy who gets robbed, tracks down the people that robbed him, mm-hmm. and robs them back. <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome. I want to hear that one. Okay, yeah. what, what episode is that? That is the third episode, I believe. Right. It's called... Um, uh, I'll add that uh, to my podcast list. Uh, Peter Shrive <laughs> done. Something brothel. Shoot. Forever in a bathroom. I'll be able to track it. Uh, no worries, man. <laughs> I, no, I think that's really cool though because um, the whole travel experience, right? It's not. It's a whole. It's a whole range of human emotions. There's there's a uh, funny aspect sometimes. There's uh, a really exciting adventure aspect, and there's like the sad and tragic things and scary things and like. All these things are part of the story of, I mean, really just life in general, too. Yeah. yeah. Say. It's just maybe when you're traveling, it just becomes much more, so much more, uh, more of them and more intense sometimes. You're in a mm-hmm. foreign place and there's, yeah, you don't always know. It's like that element of not exactly knowing what's going on sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That just like adds to the thing where you're just kind of disoriented, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. And people ask you, you know, you, you know this because you're a traveler, but people always ask you about traveling like, like what happens? Like how do you how do you know what to do? What if something happens? What if you get lost? What if you lose your things? What if you, things get stolen? You know, yeah. all these what ifs. It's like yeah, yeah, all that stuff is gonna happen, and it's exactly. gonna be awesome. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you're it's, gonna you love deal, it. <laughs> you improvise, deal with it, and then tell an awesome story about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh. it's great every time. It, it, it uh, my favorite part about traveling is getting lost, like and embracing that concept of getting lost. Wow, as, as like a, a, an okay thing, something not to fear anymore. Can you, know? you can you recount it, a time when you yeah. got lost? Like, can you can you yeah. bring us back there? Bring it, bring us a it's nice not, picture through words. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like you have a personal account of your own. Uh, <laughs> Um, I so now that shoes are tables and turns, so you tell the stories many now. Times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got lost so many times that I I can't even count how many. Like by the end of my trip, it was just constant. But I do have a couple of specific stories. Uh, one in particular, well, one that I I love so much, and this is a really short short little thing. And I started to tell you guys before yeah. uh, we started recording was yeah. I was in southern China. And I had been planning, it was still early in my 
in my trip. And this was, as I told you, my first solo trip uh, ever. Anywhere. Right. Back in <laughs> yeah. back in 2013, right? August of 2013. Uh, April. April. I left in April. April. Sorry. Yeah. April. So this is. So this is like the very beginning of your first solo backpacking trip. Exactly. And you're um, like in China. Exactly. So I'm in southern China. It's you know my first, and even I say it's my first solo trip, but like my first stop was at a friend's house, like uh, someone nah. that I knew from California. I, I, we'll give you a free pass on that. <laughs> exactly. So once I left uh, left her place and was on my own, I was like, okay, this is where my trip begins. Like, now <laughs> it's for real. Uh, um, yeah. So I was in, so it was like three weeks into the real, to the gritty, to getting real stuff, uh, being on my own. And... I went to southern China and I was in a town called a uh, city called Kunming, which no one's heard of if you haven't been to China. But it's got like ten million people. Wow! And uh, that's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot of people. That's China, man. Yeah. Um. So I'm in Kunming and I'm going to this uh, uh little tourist town called Lijiang the next day and trying to figure out what hostel to go to and I hate planning and I'm stressing out about it and this friend I made there was like. Just don't worry about it. Just go. There are a bunch of hostels. Just just go. You'll be fine. I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's go out for it. <laughs> so I took off the next day, took an overnight train, got off the train, jumped, up the, jumped on this bus, which I had to like fight a virtual mosh pit to get through and to get on. And once I got off the bus in the center of town, I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> everything is in Chinese, which I knew because that's all of China except Beijing. Everything right. or, or downtown, central Shanghai, everything is is Chinese. There's no English. There's there's nothing none of that. And uh, I'm the I, people around you. I'm assuming also are not really speaking English either, right? There are no white people. None. <laughs> not on the train. Not on the bus. No foreigners. Yeah, this Just, is kind of like a diff big difference between, say, Southeast Asia and China. You know, in Southeast yeah. Asia, I can get up a bus in whatever place, and it's pretty much like, yeah, I can feel confident I'm going to find other backpackers if I need to. Exactly. Or people, even the, or locals that will speak some semblance of English. But I think in China, exactly. it's just a whole different world. That yeah. is super accurate. And that's what I loved about China. And people say, what was your favorite place? And China is always up there for me. And, and this is why. So I, I get off, and I'm looking around. I'm, I'm clueless, I know nothing, and it's pretty obvious. And <laughs> up walks these three, like, 17-year-old high school students who say, hello, in English. <laughs> can we help you? And I said, yes. They see a can. lost white guy, and they're like, <laughs> you don't belong here. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, like, this guy and looks like a fish out of water. <laughs> <laughs> big time, with my huge backpack on, you know, my backpacking backpack and all that stuff. And yeah, I I mean it was like a good forty five seconds of total panic and walking in circles and feeling completely out of my element and no idea because there's nothing to orient you. It's not like I'm surrounded by hotels or like I could recognize a sign that says hotel right. on it. So I'm totally lost. And I told I I mentioned this was a tourist town, but tourist town means Chinese tourists. You know, it's uh, swarmed uh, with Chinese tourists. Right. Uh, okay. Just like in America, most of our tourists are American. In China, right. most of their tourists are Chinese. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, up walks these, these three high school girls speaking English, trying to help me out. 
and there they start calling people they're calling their hotel their tourists themselves they call their hotel which is booked up and so they start asking random people at the bus if if they know a hotel there's this white boy here who needs help <laughs> somebody save him and uh this girl this girl at the bus stop was like yeah i just, uh my hostel's got room uh, tell him to come with me. And she's speaking Chinese, so I'm understanding nothing. And they turn to me, they're like, yeah, this girl will take you to her hostel. I'm like, huh. great. A girl who you <laughs> can't communicate with directly. Is <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we oh, go, man. like, and all three, like, all three of them get on the bus with me. They take me to the hostel, and then they walk on their way. They're like, well, our hotel's not here. We're going on to our hotel now. So it's like, <laughs> oh, all right. That's Amazing. Nice. That's nice and, of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the next day, I was I was moving on to this wonderful national park called uh, Tiger Leaping Gorge, where I was going to oh. go hiking for a couple of days. And uh, it took a while to communicate this to the hostel owner, but he eventually figured it out that that's uh. where I wanted to go. And he rode <laughs> the bus with me the what? next day to the main bus station. Oh, man. Just speaking Chinese, bought a bus ticket for me, pointed to me to the bus I needed to go on and I just sat on that bus until the for like an hour till the driver stopped and said you pointed to me <laughs> and pointed off the bus and I was like okay I guess so I get off here that's, that's amazing that's that's amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I, that's just incredible like to yep. hear how helpful uh, yeah. that the people are you know cuz I'm I'm kind of I've been plotting a trip towards China in the pretty near future and that was something I've been ta I've talked about in this show already a little bit about is like right. talking about the uh, language barrier. But what you're saying is also consistent with what I've heard that yeah, there's a language barrier, but like people really help you. Like yeah. going wow. so far as to like literally like walk with you to wherever you're going and sh yeah. literally make sure you don't get lost. Like I don't know, that's encouraging to me. It sounds yeah. like you know, yeah. so it, it worked out. You know, <laughs> it worked out. It was awesome, and that's what happens when you're lost. Like you go to these. I went to this. Yeah. Like there were western hostels there there were international hostels with with foreigners with white people english-speaking foreigners but uh <laughs> right. but i got this amazing unique experience where i went to a chinese hostel with just chinese people and no one yeah. spoke english that's amazing. and the beds are hard as rocks <laughs> and i had to and i got this whole dorm to myself there was a whole dorm and there's just like you oh, wow. you get your own dorm you're your white guy will let you have your own place. Were you? Oh, they specifically like uh, quarantined you. Yeah. Well, I mean, they also had the room, so like there were people that walked up and they were about to sleep in my bed with me in the, or not in my bed, but in the dorm in your, room in with your room. me. But then they're like, ah, no, we'll find a different hostel, or 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 they they jumped on private rooms instead. I don't know. They were Wait. speaking Chinese, so I don't actually know what happened to those kids. So, so Jay, Jay Russell, were you treat? So you were treated pretty well on on your journeys in uh, China. Is that? Yeah. Were you ever? Did you ever not feel like you were welcome at any in any place, or did you ever not feel comfortable in any of your any places that you visited? Yeah, on the on the year as a whole, there were moments and instances of of bad bad experiences and feeling like I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time and bad stuff. But those are like pockets, those are like moments in time, and we're talking about oh, okay. a year's worth of being out on your own in uh you know a continent that I've never right. set foot in, let alone East Asia, let alone uh you yeah. Know, 
Um, so but. definitely, there were there were some really really rough spots, uh, and I can tell those stories for sure. But I just I don't want to paint that picture. Yeah. Uh, of like yeah. this is what will happen. No, but, no, no, no. But it's because because for I have I could tell three separate instances. Actually, I can tell four instances of of stuff. Uh, where I felt yeah. not safe, right? And one of those involved an American from my area, really? <laughs> from my home area, oh, really. Wow. <laughs> and uh, where there was the American making fe- me feel unsafe. Oh, um, okay. And, the, and then so that's four in eleven months, twenty nineteen days of travel, and <laughs> for every other day, I have like infinite moments of joy and beauty and amazing and people just going way out of their way to help me with absolute kindness and generosity that's like way above and beyond you know traveling to these yeah Yeah. like like riding in the backwoods of vietnam in the mountains where there's no villages no people nothing and i drove by this construction crew after riding for half an hour without seeing a human in like the misty uh, fog of this mountain and they're sitting and eating lunch. And as I'm riding by, they immediately jump up and wave me over and just give me whatever food they had. (laughs) (laughs) There's no, with, there's no communication between them because they spoke a diet. You know, I picked up a tiny bit of every language everywhere I went, but Vietnam was all dialects, especially in the mountains. So we couldn't really communicate at all. Barely. And uh, they just, you know, so there's just like story after story of that, and those are it's, awesome. It's a beautiful thing, though, right? Because a lot, of, I think, a lot of times there are people say have a fear of, of going somewhere foreign. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're worried about these kind of situations, right? Like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? Um, and just if I can't, if I'm lost in a place, for example, what am I gonna do? But ultimately, I think uh, generally it kind of peak the nature of the people. Of people wherever you are is gonna people yeah. are really great and, and most people are great and so wherever you're lost and whatever generally someone is going to help you uh and you'll find your way um <laughs> yep. and i think it's yep. i don't know that's, that's cool. kind of a beautiful thing uh, yeah. about the say the backpacking experiences no matter how lost you are all these things happen every backpacker goes through these kind of experiences yeah. for sure but but they also go through uh, it, it always somehow works out, right? And yeah. you're, you're here to tell the story now. So, yeah. it, it, I don't awesome. know. Just, yeah, I, I think, and I think that's a beautiful thing about just the travel experience and maybe just human nature in general. Um, yeah. Uh, we're getting <laughs> I, nice and warm and gooey right now. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Um, uh, so also, th- it's a nice contrast to my show does have a lot of like really hardcore stories like, yeah. well the hardcore stuff does make for the, the most uh fascinating stories i think right so. <laughs> i mean yeah you need you need that that shade of uh you need that little dot of different on the shade of blue you need your yeah, like red yeah. you know mm. on the but back that's the, and that's the beauty of uh of live storytelling is that you know when whatever is going down like people tell like horrific like terrible frightening stories but you know they're here to tell it right you know so it's gonna be okay like it worked out yeah so exactly. no matter how bad the story gets it's like this this works out and uh so there's there's that element too and every story ends with the and then and then everything turned good right like <laughs> yeah. i that's cool and now your story your story is like did you pre 
I, I f- forgot if you mentioned, did you preconceive that you wanted to do the podcast before you went or it kind yes. of, okay. You, you yes, went out right. and you said, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm traveling for a year. I'm going to record some stuff. Did you know that it's good? It was going to turn out to be, yeah, let's go there. Was no. that free? Okay. No. It was just recording a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. In fact, before I left, it, I was driving home from work on my hour, 15 minute commute that I had each way Ugh. and uh listening to podcasts that i did every day and i was like this is so fun <laughs> i want to do this yeah. i want to yeah. make my own podcast show and uh i wanted to do stories and storytelling because that's what i'm passionate about that's what i love and and then it was two months later that i left on this trip and uh it, i was just like oh it's going to be a traveling show because mm-hmm. that's what I do now. And right. this is right. what I love also now. And I never want to stop traveling now. <laughs> <laughs> you got bit by the bug, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Bit, so, so it's interesting. So you decided to do a podcast first yeah. and then went traveling and said, oh, well, there's the topic of the podcast kind of thing. Yeah. I, think. And and I, like, I maybe had like a, yeah. For me, it was like the opposite. I started traveling. I was like, oh, wait, I can make a podcast about this experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, so like I uh, I went through some early names. Like I was just going to have a storytelling show. That was just like general stories. Right. But uh, once I started traveling, I was like, you know, I can make it more niche. I can make it more like specific yeah. and, and maybe actually – find an actual audience instead of just like oh, whatever <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think there, there is something to say for get to landing a niche i think so yeah 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 i, I think yeah. you i like i de- definitely like your um storytelling it's very it's very cool and you can and you can like these are all in different places they're all in different places all over the world and different yeah. topics like it could, everything from uh, i haven't listened to every single one but um yeah. You know, topics of love, topics of the. I thought this was a cool. I haven't listened to this one yet, but you you interviewed the uh, uh, Sarah, who's eighteen, and uh, she interviews seventeen year old boys that are going to be and decides if they're going to be fit for uh, to go into the army for yeah. Israel. Like that seems like yeah. a very interesting in topic. Israel or something. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes, man. Exactly. She's eighteen it's... and she's deciding. <laughs> hey, you're seventeen. You're going. You're going to war. You're not, Holy right? Shit. Is that is that the premise? <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing. It, uh, yeah, I gotta hear amazing. that one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, are these like season one of your show? It's essentially stories you recorded while you did this year of traveling the past year. Yep. Is it, and so, not, right. so that you've been releasing them in stages uh, as you go along, and until you hop on the next trip, and I guess record season two. Yeah. Yep. Season uh. one is coming to a close this week, actually, and I leave mm. next week. For South America to start recording for season two. Very cool. Yeah. You still have uh, uh, room for me to hop onto season one. <laughs> I I would like to say yes, but all right. Um, unfortunately, no. Oh no! I won't have time to edit your story before I leave. I do want to record a story from you today, though. All right. Now. Yeah, let's do Otherwise, it. Like after this, never after this, let's yeah. do it for sure. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I'll so I'll have an episode on yeah, let's go there at some point in season two. Yeah. yeah. Or. <laughs> I might do like uh, cause cause I've got I've got some stories that were lost that I'm st- still trying to recover. I had this huge, epic fail of a 
failure oh. <laughs> <laughs> while I was traveling. Yeah. <laughs> I, no. I dropped my bag into the Mekong River. Oh, oh no. Border from Thailand to Laos. To Laos. Oh, my yeah. God. Like on a and slow boat or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I did and the slow boat also to Laos. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, w- I was on the slow boat, rode it the whole day, was great, loved it, beautiful. We're stopping at this port town to spend the night and, and then move on in the morning. And I'm I'm about to get off the boat. I'm I remember that port town. That port town is crazy, line. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, uh, I, I have two bags, you know, a, a day pack and a big, a big bag. And I had all my electronics in my day pack because I was on the slow boat, so it was all, you know, entertaining myself all day. And uh, I put the day pack down to adjust the big bag on my back. And I like I put it down on the stool. I turned slightly to get room to like throw my big bag on. Mm-hmm. And when I turned back, I just watched it roll right out the window. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And everything was fine. Everything was completely fine except my computer. A hundred percent died. Ah, oh, dude. That moment. You gotta back that shit up, man. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, the full story is like so tragic because it was everything was bagged up, everything, and it was like a beautiful sunny day, and we're rolling into the port, and I'm like, oh, we're rolling in, and no one else notices. Quickly, I was with a friend, I was like, quickly pack, pack your stuff, and let's we'll be the first ones off, and we'll get the first best hotel, and oh, you know, it'll be great. So I just oh, threw man. it back in my backpack because there was no, not a cloud in the sky. It was really uh-huh. fun. Oh, man. Really, like, it was bagged all day in two plastic bags. I have my computer wrapped in two plastic bags. Oh, so, so you just, kept... like, didn't give it a chance to dry. Ah, uh, I see. No, no, no. Uh, no, uh, I always have it in two plastic bags, but as oh. we're pulling oh, in, I, I was you. just like, I oh, you. just throw oh, it in. Oh, I see. Oh, so you didn't okay. put it in the bags that would have protected yes. it. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, I hear you. But, oh, like, yeah. every other time my whole trip, it was, like, one plastic bag, second plastic bag, tie it off, stick it in the, <laughs> stick it in my whole backpack, which then uh, gets a plastic bag around it. Like, <laughs> super dude. security secure. Dude. And this time I was just like, let's go, let's go, throw everything in, get off oh, the boat. <laughs> oh. It was so stupid. I I feel for you, dude. I totally feel yeah. for you. I You got it. You have a dry bag now for your next... For season two, you have a dry bag. <laughs> you would think that I would. No. Dude, better off just get it. What no. you should do is um, either have an external hard drive that you keep in a separate bag, and or yeah. back your stuff up on a cloud, which is what these are the so I had I to make sure, in case my computer backups. dies. I had oh, okay. three backups to my computer to all my work and everything, and they all failed. Oh man, <laughs> how did the they all first, fail? The first two got a virus. And the last Holy one, shit. just I plugged it in. It was like, no, there's no disc, no chip, nothing. Aww. You plugged in nothing just now. It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh man. Uh, well, well, but I was able to recover most of my material. Uh, like the viruses had erased everything, but I was able, or I had like hidden everything. I was able to uh, pay someone to recover that stuff. But I wasn't able to recover everything. Gotcha. So, and that was in Cambodia. And so now that I'm back in the States, I'm like, well, I could pay like someone $150 and I bet they could get it. 
but in Cambodia it costs five dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little more affordable. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I hope you've gotten a new computer for for uh, your second your second season, and <laughs> I want to know just for our listeners to give them a little taste of where you're going to be headed. Can you walk us through some of your destinations? For yeah, season two. I can tell you my everything that I have planned so far is that I'm landing in Quito's Peru. I'm taking a slow boat from there into the Amazon in Manaus, Brazil. And I'll, I'll have a lot of plastic bags for that boat. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing leaves the bag ever. <laughs> and, uh, and then... Uh, the World Cup begins, and I'm meeting a bunch of my old friends from like elementary school and junior high to watch the World Cup together. Very They've cool. planned all that, which is great because I hate planning, so <laughs> I wouldn't do uh, it if I had to plan it. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I imagine the World Cup will have good stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna. Well, it's gonna be great. So and then. Once the World Cup ends, we don't know. We're just going to like, we're, we're like, oh, we'll go to Uruguay and Argentina and then maybe go our separate ways. And uh, and like, I'm thinking maybe I'll like buy a hippie van and, and do it <laughs> through South America in a van. That'd be awesome. Man. That's amazing. Yeah. That'd be freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, That's sort of my loose plan right now. Sweet. I, uh, I bet it. you can get a van pretty cheap down there. Yeah. That's but- my hope. <laughs> yeah i'm thinking uh, uh, i can buy one in argentina i believe i've tried like this is how little i plan like i've heard that it's illegal to cross the border in a car with a car you've bought in the country in certain countries huh. and i'm like oh i bet it's legal in argentina though i'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> like, all i have to do is like google argentina car border crossing and i'm like eh, it's probably fine <laughs> <laughs> well, we, if that happens, that story happens, Mike. We got to get him back on to tell that. Story. Yeah, why not? We can have a return appearance um, from Jay Russell. Um, well, when you're ready That'd to maybe awesome. start launching season two, uh, you can come yeah. on and give folks a preview for that. <laughs> that would cool. be perfect. I'd love yeah. to do that. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you also now. Um, question we ask to all of our various guests. Yeah. People have everyone's got bucket lists and these kind of things of things they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, uh, besides what you've already just told us, what's something in your life that is on your bucket list that, you know, you'd like to do before you, you kick the bucket, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I think I differ from most travelers in that sense. Like most travelers I meet have bucket lists and my bucket list was, was travel. Okay. That's it. And I'm doing it now. So and continue so traveling. Uh, like everywhere I go, people are like, oh, you got to see this. Have you seen this? Are you going to go to this place? I'm like, I- I've never heard of that. Sure, I'll go there. Right. <laughs> you know, like for me, there's no list. There's just, it was, I mean, it was such a huge step for me just to travel. I'm 32 years old. Uh-huh. So when, it, oh, when I... When I say I didn't, I didn't think you were so, I thought you were a lot younger. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so you sound I, like a young guy. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks. I think I guess cool. Yeah, yeah definitely, man. <laughs> yeah, I just um, I think you have like the spirit. Oh yeah, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 good. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so um, 
But yeah, so a year and a half ago, before I left, feeling it felt impossible to me to travel, to travel. Like I, and which is crazy to my friends because they're like, you travel so much. I'm like, yeah, my parents take me to England. And I'll say, yeah, I'll meet you in England. Uh, if you, That's great. You want to buy my ticket? Awesome. Then yeah. I'll go to England. And my <laughs> parents are like, we're going to go to Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- do you want to come? And I'll be like, no. And they're like, we'll buy you a ticket. Uh, all right. Yeah, then I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's been my, my life. And I'm really privileged. And I'm really, really lucky uh, that I... That I <laughs> That I have parents who can do that for me, who are willing to do that for me. It's amazing. Definitely. Um, And I've lived in like multiple foreign countries. So I give the impression of being this. I have have dual citizenship. You know, I give the impression of being a big time world traveler guy. But until a year ago, I had never been anywhere in the Americas that wasn't USA. I had never been outside of Europe and USA. Okay. And I had never gone anywhere that I had planned, that I had scheduled. Like, I lived in Europe for five years, and I I left the city that I lived in, like, three times. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Wow. You know, like, it's so easy to travel within Europe, and I was just like, oh, no. Well, I'm going to stay inside. It's cool. What was the, you, broke, what was the, you kind of broke out of your comfort zone, basically, uh, yeah. like a year ago. Yeah. Was so it, like yeah. stepping over that hurdle was so huge for me, so difficult. And, and, it, and I, it literally took six months of mental preparation. Right. Like I had the idea ruminating for two years of I should go travel the world. Like that would be cool. I could... I could do that. And and for a year and a half, I was just like, yeah, but I'm never going to. Like, let's, no, I don't want to, no. Oh. And then six months before I left, I was I, uh, I decided to stop coaching soccer, which was the most enjoyable thing I had ever done in terms of a, a paid job. Um, nice. But it wasn't, it wasn't paying the bills, and I had a full-time job that did. So I decided to... to I told my team I was coaching uh, youth, young boys, and uh, told told my boys that I wasn't going to coach them in the spring. It was really, uh, really hard to say that. Yeah, I can imagine. yeah, like a heart wrenching moment. <laughs> yeah, yes, like like I wanted to cry, and it was it was. I loved those kids. I coached the same kids for four years and watched them grow up. You know, it was amazing. That's very cool. Um, uh, but so when they said why. I was like, I have to have a reason. So I said, I'm going to travel. Right. And I was just that's like a valid saying reason, it though. just to you know? say something. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, that's amazing. That's so great. And they were so supportive and kind and, and, and loving. I'm talking about the parents. You know, I, you, know you get, I get, got to know the parents. The kids were, were like, oh, whatever. Okay. I mean, they were sad, but they didn't ask why. They were just like, oh. They didn't, you know, I'm just coach to them. They don't see me as having any other life. <laughs> right, right. Um, and uh, then, then the spring season was nearing, and I had no plans to travel, and I wasn't coaching them. So, uh, And I had told all the parents that I was going to travel, and 
So you, now I, you put your money. So you weren't even planning was. on it. That's you just you did this because you you put yourself into an obligation by accident. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. So but uh, but you know it was like a subconscious, deep seated desire. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, Sometimes you so gotta you subconsciously do that, like force you know? yourself to do this. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, you gotta push your. Sometimes you have to put yourself out there in order to to follow through with something. You exactly. Know? You know, because uh, exactly right. otherwise, like you said, you'll ruminate. You'll ruminate for six years, yeah. and then you'll, you know, you still be in the same place ruminating. And uh, it's hard. It's really easy. It's really easy to stay in in a place of that you're happy and you're complacent. Everything you got, everything you need. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, when it's and comfortable. That, and, and literally, literally that was my situation when I left it was my first time having like a full time, well paid, like, you know, what do I want to call it? Like the, the, what's the, like a normal, a normal office job, job nine, yeah. to five, nine to five, like yeah. getting a, a real salary, getting, making real money, living in my own apartment, having my own car, having like getting nice things and, and getting a comfortable lifestyle. Like everything, right was that comfortable lifestyle that I was that I thought that I wanted for so long that Damn. I thought I was trying to to seek trying to get to and once I had it I was like yeah this is so comfortable that I better leave now or I'll never ever go and now yeah. you and now you're on round 2 and a year yeah, and on round it, two. this is yeah. come full yeah. circle man awesome it's well, just like uh, when I when I got home when I finished round one and got home i was ready to come home it was really nice and felt great to see old friends and old people and family and all that and then uh now it's been two months i've been home i'm like yeah yeah let's go it's i gotta time go. to I go. gotta get out yeah, yeah let's go there.com <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i go. can relate to all those things because i had that phase of being like you know very comfortable and really having to force myself like i need to do this travel thing now uh, or I'm never gonna do it. And then after doing it, it's like, wait a minute, I can't stop this. This is this is great. Um, so yeah, I think you nailed it. Um, but yeah, folks can find you your show. Yeah, let's go there. Yeah, with an H. Let's go there. Um, dot com. It's like it's yeah. Let's go there. Yeah. Let's go there. Okay, sweet. And I guess I'll I'll be on some yeah, episode in com. season two or something uh, that will record. We'll record now for a season two release, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Well, and uh, you'll you'll be warned well ahead of time before uh, before it's published, so you can tell Perfect. your fans and your friends. Yeah, and yeah. And your we'll uh, throw it out there. And your friends <laughs> and your strangers <laughs> that you have yet to meet. And guys, you know, homeless people need to listen to more podcasts. I always say they do, <laughs> and we're filling that void right now. <laughs> You can just walk around, you know, they've got signs saying, need help. You say, I can help you. I'm on a podcast. Listen to it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a surefire business plan right there. <laughs> success. That's, that's, there are a lot of success stories that begin with, I was advertising to homeless people. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Isn't that what we're doing, Mike? Kind of, sort of, somewhat. Uh, yeah, I, well, backpackers technically, right? Uh, um, we're, yeah, we are homeless people. Um, we're, yeah. I mean, uh, that's a, that's true. So yeah, in a sense, that's yeah. that is all correct. In a nicer, <laughs> in a nicer way, backpacking, right? You know. Yeah, yep. it's a, it's a nice word for it. But, um, uh, 
but uh that's right all homeless are just backpackers yeah uh, can't afford a hostel for the night (laughs) (laughs) i saw one of those today crossing the uh highway the sleep sleeping underneath the uh one of the the uh bridges in in new york uh Mm. and uh I didn't think about it then, but now I'm thinking about it. yeah, he's just a backpacker. He's just waiting for his next journey. Yeah. So that's a that's a nice <laughs> way to think about it. Um yeah. but Mr. J. Russell Mickelson, it was it was um I hope I pronounced it correctly. Uh, I, it cut out actually, so I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Whatever it was, I'm gonna give you a thumbs up. Oh, <laughs> uh, we wanna thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir, for <laughs> yeah. for joining us tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, thank yeah you. thanks man and I like really you said enjoyed we enjoyed this you guys oh, are fun yeah come, uh, you're come, fun man come yeah. again next time but uh you can check you can k- check jay russell out on yeah let's go there.com um for now you can check us out on our website at it's at wtepodcast.com you can check us out on twitter at at wte podcast um on facebook facebook.com slash walking the earth podcast twitter stitcher check us out again but thank you very much for listening to us this is justin castle from walking earth podcast we'll talk to you next time take care